Welcome to the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting. In this episode, we have the long-awaited interview with Carlos Navarro from Marvel's Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. He was a member of the Tracksuit Mafia. This is a fantastic interview. He, he goes in depth about some of the struggles that he experienced in life and how he's become successful today. Now, I will warn you, there are some four-letter words used in this episode. Not a lot, but there's enough. Uh, I did not mark it explicit, but uh, just be cautious of that. Don't forget to please nominate us on Orlando Weekly's Best of Orlando competition under the category Local Notables Best Local Podcast. And now it's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hawkeye was by far the best Disney Plus series. Now, I loved WandaVision. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, Thank Hawkeye you. was so good. Uh, it fit perfectly with the story. And then, you know, an added bonus, knowing someone, and I, I'd pull my kids in. I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you believed in me. You know what? I don't forget. You and Mary both believed in me. See, this is how it works, folks. You, Why am I? I, I do get asked to do quite a number of podcasts i gotta be honest a oh, lot I'm of sure them. and i can't do them all i can't do them all i literally am here finishing dinner with my family and that's why my apologies uh for rescheduling stuff um but you know when people are good to you you both were so kind to me and uh, have supported me throughout the years and i never forget that i never ever ever forget and now it's time for the no new friends podcast with scott mary and chris come on at 10 9 8 That's right. You are listening to the No New Friends podcast, voted number one by our friends and family. We are the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting. If you'd like to connect with us on the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube, the Twitter, just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. From there, you can check out our sweet merchandise or join our clubhouse. That's our uh, Patreon and uh, watch all of these live recordings. You don't want to miss them. Also, it is the season. Please nominate us for Orlando Weekly's Best of Orlando competition under the category Local Notables Best Local Podcast. We were a finalist last year. We'd love to be there again. My name is Scott. I'm the host with me as always. My co-host, not only is she the queen of the Sunrail, she's the queen of quarantine, Mary. Hey! And our other co-host, he is a LinkedIn expert. Give him a call if you need some advice. Also, he's our scumbag reselling hoarder, Chris. Do not call me, but uh, go pay your bills, Randy. Now, I was going to cut a credit card, but my wife was very angry. <laughs> that quote Would she is be obvious. angry, though, Chris? Because I feel like the opposite. Uh, yeah, that may save you a ton of money. Problem. I feel like that's... Yeah. That quote is obviously advice. from the movie Identity Theft, which brings us to our guest tonight. If you live in Orlando, you've heard him on the Monsters in the Morning on Real Radio 104.1. You've also seen him in the Tracksuit Mafia on Hawkeye on Disney+. And then also uh, a bunch of other things. The Walking Dead, he was in the Kingdom's Army. Carlos Navarro, how you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Good to see all of you in your different places with your different backgrounds. And uh, learning all about you in this in this short amount of time, this little bit of time, short little snippet, and uh, and as uh, I've done that intro about a hundred times, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I still can't get it right. He's, uh, he's so nervous. Carlos, yeah. he's fangirling, he's a, even though he totally knows you. Like, he's like, I know, no, what do I do? We've broken bread. We've talked. I know. We shared, we shared time, you know, and here we are on, on the podcast and just sharing this, ver- uh, you know, digital love here. This, yeah, uh, and so it's all good. You know what? You got it the third time. So good for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah third time's he the charm. Um, uh, the tracksuit mafia is fictional, Scott. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to come out to you, bro. Okay. Just get it right the first time, bro. Okay. Got a little Just goosebumps. Get it right. Okay, bro. There were um, some goosebumps. I'm going to also there. need some uh, lessons. Like when it's bedtime, I need to like learn how to do that. Towards my children, so like if you could, like if we could stay on after, if you could just give me a couple of. of it pointers. starts with shaving your head. Uh, okay. Starts with that, okay. and then okay. after that, gold jewelry. Helps. I got that. Yeah, that's I'm what I need. I, I need the it. gold no jewelry. Problem. You got a crazy eye? Can you do one of these? You know, I think. Yeah, there you go. You got it. You're good. You're, you're seventy five percent of the way yeah, there. Just, you're good. Yeah, I just gotta shave the head. When I make that face, I end up on some registry, and I can't go near schools. So oh my, that is okay. There's a line that we tiptoe, like we just did it, you know, Come and on. then you jumped over. You gotta watch out for us bald right guys, over. Scott. You get, you know, you can't be saying like bald guys. We, you know, we gotta look out for each other. So those kind of jokes, you know, they get us in trouble. So I know. You gotta I be know. Careful. Mm-hmm. You just coupled yourself with them. Great. Right. Wonderful. <laughs> so is just sitting back. <laughs> I know. Here we are. We're off the rails already. Five here we go. Already. 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 So there's so much to get to with Carlos, so we're just going to get right right into it. So your your most recent project, I saw you've got a couple of upcoming projects, but uh, Marvel's Hawkeye. When when I saw you in the trailer, because you hadn't really announced it on uh, on the radio, uh, no, I, I about I right. Oh, of course. But I about lost my mind. Now, were you a Marvel fan before getting that call, or or were you just kind of new into the MCU? So by that time, I had gotten into it. Uh, where I'm at now with it, like I'm a total geek junkie through and through and through. At that point, I was like, Endgame had sold me, but I didn't, like I still had to go, and I still do, go to YouTube to get all the, like, you know, behind the scenes of it, the Easter eggs. So, but at that time, I was auditioning for that and, um, what's the other show? Uh, Ozark. And, um, and so I was kind of just like in, in, oh, I was thinking more Ozark, to be honest. I wasn't thinking right. about the MCU. And then I booked them, uh, Marvel and it was like, cause, oh, damn. And so that was p- before that was like, um, man, what was that? Mid 2020, I think. Yeah. Mid 2020. So the TV shows weren't out yet. Right. Uh, and there was that delay, you know, Black Widow hadn't come out yet. And, um, so we didn't know it was like, it was like a super secret project. And you got to fly out to New York and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, I know this is big. And uh, very excited about it. But I, I had already j- kind of jumped into that universe big. And then once I booked it, I went extra deep. And thankfully, my daughter, who's 11 now at the time, 9 or, or 10, kind of right around there, um, we had gotten into Stranger Things. So she, okay. like, loves Stranger Things. Because I was like, I'd like Stranger Things, but I only, like, went to, like, season two, like probably a lot of us did or whatever. And, like... I was like, yeah, I think you'll like it. She's like, okay, cool. And then she got into it, Stranger Things, and she loved it. And then I was filming in Atlanta, and uh, she was like, do you think I'll get in? Do you think I like Marvel? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think you'll like it. So we started with the timeline, like literally first movie, and went all the way through. And then just as we were finishing 
uh, Endgame, Hawkeye came out. It was like oh, beautiful. Man. It was oh, awesome. Awesome. I have a quick question for you, uh, Carlos. Sure. Obviously, being on set with some of these stars, being a part of the MCU is really cool. But is there anything cooler than right, right behind you being on a poster <laughs> with oh, for for with the Marvel Studios logo with the title of the of the TV series? Chris, let me tell you, man, it was mind blowing. It was genuinely mind-blowing like to this day I said that's why I have it here because I'm gonna like well at least I did that you know what I'm saying like I got my kids <laughs> on this so side cool. you know and I got yeah. this there <laughs> and no I'll tell you what happened was uh so the premiere was in November of last year mm -hmm. and we knew that we had done well or as far as like me and when I'm in me I'm, I'm literally talking about the tracksuit mafia me and Piotr and, and Alex that's how close we are the bros the bros you know what I'm saying bro <laughs> And we knew we had done well because everybody was like very kind. Kevin Feige was kind to us. Every all the big dogs were super kind to us. Wow. But we didn't know like the magnitude of like the of that. So then we're getting our stuff together and it's late one night. And uh and we're I'm literally gonna take a flight the next day with my family to LA for this gigantic Hollywood premiere. And so we kind of made a vacation of it. But I'm like fixing some Christmas lights outside of my house as before I'm leaving. And I get this text from, uh, who was it? Piotr. And he's like, Carlos. <laughs> and he speaks, he's so elegant the way he speaks. Like, Carlos, have you seen the poster? My God. And I'm like, they, they have publicists. I don't have a publicist and stuff like that. They're like superstars, both of those guys. And, and uh, I'm like, I'm like literally fixing Christmas lights in my front house. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? Poster. He's like, it's magnificent. It's us. It's it's on the. And I'm like, okay, dude. Whatever. We're not on a Marvel. Don't lose your mind. <laughs> Flash fast forward to I'm on the we're on the flight, and he said he told me he didn't take a picture of it or anything like that. But anyway, so I get it. We get on the flight, and uh, and we land in uh, in Hollywood or whatever, and I get a text from Alex Ivan, and he's like, dude, are you sitting down? <laughs> And I was like, I'm in my airline seat. So, yes, I am. And he sent, he took a picture of it, he sent it to me. And I was like, oh, my God. It was, and I showed Megan and my wife. I was like, and she's like, oh, my God. And, and that, that's when we realized, oh, damn, we're going to be like a really fun, kind of big part of this whole universe. That people, if you're an MCU fan, you'd be like, that's yeah. Mafia. You'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it was mind blowing, Chris. It was. It's to this day. It's still one of like you know how can you know? It, it's hard to beat. You know. I look forward to those posters because every week they uh every week you know Marvel puts out there when they do the series they put out the you know the main character yeah. the episode. So I look forward to those posters. I c I can't even imagine what it would have been like for you to see yourself. Dude, it was crazy. Well, well, I mean, it was crazy because like it caught on like the whole t like I think going from the world of like. Well, like we all know, like these massive villains, Thanos and, and different universes. And then it was like, shy, let's get back down to basics. These kind of goons who are silly and fun and stupid. And and I think it connected with people yeah. because it kind of they put us on two more posters after that. Two more with with Kingpin and like Hawk. It was just like after a certain point, I was like, oh, another poster. Yeah, thanks a lot. You know, like it was crazy. And. And that uh, people genuinely enjoyed it. It wasn't like controversial, you know. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier had some good, you know. Uh, you know, you gotta kind of get it. Uh, WandaVision was kind of out there. Like Hawkeye was pretty mm -hmm. straightforward, man. And and I think a lot of people appreciated that.
Hawkeye was by far the best Disney Plus series. Now, I loved WandaVision. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, Thank Hawkeye you. was so good. Uh, it fit perfectly with the story. And then, you know, an added bonus, knowing someone, and I, I'd pull my kids in. I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you believed in me. You know what? I don't forget. You and Mary both believed in me. See, this is how it works, folks. You, Why am I? I, I do get asked to do quite a number of podcasts i gotta be honest a oh, lot I'm of sure them. and i can't do them all i can't do them all i literally am here finishing dinner with my family and that's why my apologies uh for rescheduling stuff um but you know when people are good to you you both were so kind to me and uh, have supported me throughout the years and i never forget that i never ever ever forget that i i've been on sets where um uh at the very beginning where i meet like a, a gaffer i meet a, a camera guy and then i go to a big marvel and they're the lead uh camera guy they're the cinematographer and i don't do it just for like that it's just like it's just easier to be kind to people number one obviously and number two like to pay back the people that were like you know you guys are were, were very supportive of me so i appreciate that yeah you know what i'll never forget uh when you totally crushed me when we played omniverse like i it wasn't even <laughs> a competition i forgot that i could move for like a few <laughs> seconds but i'm also, super you competitive an, though mary I'm yeah super but you also had an unfair advantage right because you were acting like face to face with zombies exactly. on a daily basis okay I, it's not the same for me i, I was frozen <laughs> with terror and i got these little short corgi legs that don't even go anywhere um, so rematch, I, it's fine. You, I, I'm not I'm bitter down. at all, okay? I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that. That was a lot of fun. I had I, That was, was a fun day. Yeah, and that brings it us was. to our the next franchise. I mean, you've worked in, in our time, two extremely iconic franchises. You're in the MCU, and then The Walking Dead. And before we get to The Walking Dead, I want to rewind for a minute, because I, I've obviously been following you since, uh, I mean, you joined the Monsters, what, 99? Like straight out of high yeah. school, something like that? yeah. Uh, right under the persona black bean um yeah. and uh and chris you don't know this i've told mary but they they when american idol season one came out they were they're like you know what? we're gonna do this contest where uh we're gonna have listeners come in and do their talent and then if they get over a certain score we're gonna give them tickets to our next uh concert in west palm beach it was called beer beer babes and bs and um <laughs> yeah yeah and and i went to all the yeah. monsters concerts uh because they were they were really epic it, it's they, so weird to think that like that people would go to a radio show concert but this was so before like if if social media was around then first off a lot of people arrested a lot of people arrested, <laughs> right. and a lot of things i'd be like no we're deleting that shit uh but um we were well ahead i i, I scott would be uh, one to say but i think we were ahead of our time of like viral stuff Oh, for there sure. There was no platform for it, you know, uh, right. it was early 2000s, really. For sure. Well, you know, I don't want to talk a whole bunch about Russ, but re I mean, he's a genius. Everything he touches turns to gold. He knows, he, he just, he's so smart. Um, P.T. Barnum, man. P.T. Barnum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was call him. Exactly. And uh, I, I played these guys uh, Face Pirate the other day just to kind of oh. give <laughs> Okay, look, I had no idea what that was. And so, um, yeah, I, we watched it. And it just happens to be alongside when I've started watching the new John Wayne Gacy documentary series. So in my mind, face pirate equals you end up in a crawl space, just so oh, everybody God. knows, like That's dudes, if you hard, even if you even right. think about it, <laughs> you'll end up in a crawl space. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you want to look up that song, <laughs> no, nah, it's an old song. Do you don't have old to. song. Nobody, old yeah, song. it's an old one. Um, it's a band song. Yeah. So, so crazy yeah. back I, then. 
I go into the real radio studio and I'm super nervous. And it was like a Tuesday. And, uh, you know, I've got my son with me. So Darren, who's now 21, I bring him in here. He's two, two years old. And the big thing with the monsters, they, they had their dog tag. So if you're, you know, fan of the show, you had your monster dog tag. I was number 865, something like that. Damn, hardcore. So I could, this guy, no, yeah. he's got, actually has a tattoo of it on the Stop. Side. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. There, there are some people who have monsters tattoos, <laughs> but are. I never got one. I never got one. So I, I, I didn't, you know, I can sing, but I didn't want to sing and just get ragged on. So I come in and, and Carlos, when he was first with the monsters, he his, uh, his persona, his on-air name was Black Bean. And Black Bean would do the prize hoopty uh, every single day, you know, to, to talk about what, uh, what prizes were in the, uh, in the, in the bin. And, yes. uh, you know, it was this, it was this very Spanish over the top accent. Yes. It was like this. I was like, Hey, wow, look at this. We got a pair of tickets to Garth Brooks. You should come down here, man. It's going to be, Oh my God. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wow. Look at this. We have a thousand dollars for the diamond entertainment. It was, it was a takeoff. Of like Sábado oh, Gigante, guys. you know, like uh, something like that. I haven't done that in years. You're the yes. first one to make me do that, Scott. I haven't done it in <laughs> yeah. years, I, man. I appreciate Go that. Scott. I got yeah, some goosebumps. That was pretty bumps. good. That was, that was good. So that was I come good. in and I do a Black Bean impression. Uh, I did the whole prize hoopty. Uh, the oh, another great prize! Wow, look at this! And it was terrible. It was awful. Oh, but, it was. Yeah, but uh, you gave me a ten. Daniel gave me a ten. Uh, Dirty Jim gave me a one, and it was because the prize that I was giving away was uh, a one-year membership to the uh, Hair Club for Men. Uh, uh, just ask Dirty good. Jim. Yeah, it was it was funny. And before then, you um, were bald, right? Before you before were bald. I was bald. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See how it all pays back. All those bald jokes I told Jimmy came back <laughs> and ate my hair. And then you said if if I could do an impression of Daniel, you'd give me a ten. So I just got down on my knees. I was really short because uh, oh, I, I was on yeah. the spot. You know, I. Anyway, it's tough. It's it's tough to do a, a Daniel impression. Right, He's right. A tough voice. So, uh, so anyway, so so you're with the monsters, and and and, and you leave the monsters, and you know, um, I got fired from the monsters. Very different than leaving <laughs> the monsters. I got fired. Let's be clear here. I like it's, and I'm not saying you're changing history, but I'm not shy about it. They fired me because in that day and age, to trying to do another gig was so so shit on. It was like you're trying to be an actor. You'll never be an actor. <laughs> Straight up words. This radio show is the biggest thing you will ever do from members of the show to my face. To my face. And then they got me fired from it because I was interested in acting. Now that's wow. the real deal. I never like knew that. Dog. I never knew that. But now what they it. said was, I left to go do acting. Isn't that nasty? <laughs> Isn't that yeah, nasty? It's a little nasty. Like, so when you see that shit in real life, when you see like these press releases, like I think about that shit, you know, like when people release a statement, it looks all professional. It looks like, well, that makes sense. Tom Brady left and then he decided to come mm -hmm. back and definitely no issues with my, you know, like it's so dirty. Look, it's all water on, uh, under the bridge for sure. We all, I was an asshole too. Like I was like, I was, I, I needed to have humble pie. I needed humility. I needed to get embarrassed. I needed to be humiliated. I need to do all those things. I, I really, I don't know what my trajectory would be without that real life check at that moment. Um, so it, 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 that's not even a regret. Like I have regrets. I'm not one of those people like, man, I regret. Like, I regret something like, oh, I could have kept that car longer. Yeah, I could have kept that. <laughs> but, like, um, but stuff like that, it's like kind of made me who I am. And then it actually made me a better broadcaster on the other end when they hired me back 
And my stipulation was, don't mess with my acting. And they said, oh, no, no problem at all. No problem at all. It's just funny how life is. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. So, you know, as a fan of yours, I kind of, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when you were asked to leave or fired, and thank Get you for it right or that. pay the price. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't. I, I mean, I I knew <laughs> I, that you were like, really but I didn't knows know that. I don't, I just, Scott, I don't go around like you know. You 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 obviously have supported for so long, and man, that just means it. Honestly, means the world, man. Like like twenty years, like it's crazy. So like you're honest it's a about lifetime it. Lifetime you... for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris is what eighteen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next week, actually. Almost. almost awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Beer's cool. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so I'll give you, I, I don't hide the answer, but a lot of times, yeah, I might just be like on the air. Like, I don't need to bring that up all the time. I have brought it up. Uh, Russ has also been a gentleman and apologized about it. Like a straight right. up gentleman. G actually, before they hired me back, I was shooting a film with Jason Statham home front in new Orleans. And I was feeling myself after being fired. And I posted something on Facebook. It wasn't directly towards anybody, to be honest, but I uh, just kind of put something out there like, hey, my second film this year, my third commercial, driving to New Orleans, things good. And I get to my hotel room, I, I lay down, I wake up and I text from Russ and I really hadn't talked to him uh, in probably a year or so. We'd been cool or whatever. He's like, hey, man, I uh, I think that text was, I think that was about me. And I think, oh, because oh, I said also what I just told you guys, I said, uh, from people who said that I'll never, this radio show be the biggest, I'll never make any act. I remember like, you'll never even book a commercial. Like they said, and he's like, man, I think that was me. And I apologize. You proved me wrong, man. And, 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 and I, and I'm happy for you and, uh, keep going. And so like gentlemen to him too, like, you know, like he wasn't like bitter about it. He, hell, he hired me back on the show. Like, right. That's you worked at different places. Like if you have a, a, a boss or somebody that held the position of hiring somebody and then they, then you kind of fell off on bad terms um, and then you hire him back. And, and I've been very happy ever since. Like him and I get along. It's like an uncle, man. It's like a dude that I've known for 20 years. I love the dude. I know him. He knows me. And um, and they've been very cool with everything. Like, I, look, I'm even broadcasting from my home studio most right. of the time. Then I come in when I want to. So uh, I'm in a very good position. That uh, That's awesome. How do you how do you because we Chris, Chris lives in New Jersey. And uh, we actually just met Chris in real life this past weekend. And so, you know, we, we put cool. together, we're like, well, let's let live record a 15 minute episode or a 15 minute segment. And it was super weird because all we know is virtual. How, do, yeah. how does that, which do you prefer? Do you prefer in studio, virtual? Um, I think they, I think in studio for sure will give you like the ultimate ability to have teamwork kind of like play off of each other. You know, um, I've worked mm -hmm. with Russ for decades, literally decades. So like we could be anywhere. I could be on a phone. He could be on uh, the mic and we're going to be fine as well as the other guys that we, we've worked. We have a solid foundation of working together. So it makes it easier like this, but when you don't have a solid foundation, it makes it more difficult. Sure. Um, and um, because of not uh, getting to know each other and the literal half a second delay that um, this without a doubt, you can't take out. Uh, we have right. a uh, we have a totally separate satellite in plug uh, ISDN line that so our our delay is very little and it's, and at this point I just kind of broadcast out of the studio and everybody else is there and I'm able to play off of that I've kind of over the years of being away on Walking Dead and and learning to do this this is an, also an acquired talent to broadcast like this 
Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to sitting in one room. So those there'll be their difficulties, but I don't think, to be honest, people people really, I don't think because of uh, COVID and everything, it's not as big of a deal for to, right. to have with this setup, right? You know, like people are very used mm-hmm. to it, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. You know. Yeah. I mean, I had to wear real pants when we were all together. I don't that have to do that now, yeah. right? Like, ugh, <laughs> heck, man. Wild. So, Sorry. Carlos, during the during the time when uh, when you were not with the monsters and then with them again, what was that time period like? And, and kind of um, take me through. You, you leave the you leave or you're asked to leave the monsters, which mm-hmm. was a great gig. Um, oh, yeah. And and then and that's all you knew from high school on. And then was there odd jobs? I mean, I know you got into photography. And then take me through that 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 first break where you got a, an acting gig. Yeah, um, it was very difficult. It was extremely difficult. I was on probation. I was about to be married. Um, we had just bought a house at the peak of the bubble. And then the recession hit. Like that was, it was 2007. And for those younger viewers, listeners, um, that was a pretty insane year in the world. And so we kind of lost everything. It was about as bottom as you can get. Now, fortunately, my wife and I were very solid. To this day, we are. We're best friends. We're, we're just a, a great team. And so we, acting had already begun. It was basically the beginning of acting because the irony is crazy, but truth. The same day I got fired, I had an audition for Prison Break and EA Sports on the same day. So I literally got fired, went to those two auditions and booked both those auditions. Thank God. So I left almost immediately iHeart and EA Sports offered me a job as a producer for their new crazy social media thing that's coming out called Game Show, the first live game show. So I was like, okay. So I jumped into this position, which was brand new. Like this social media had just started and I'd already acted. So I was like, hey, I'm an actor though. And they're like, that's cool. And then I booked Prison Break. And so it's like, this is all happening. Then I'm getting married. It was a very insane weird went bankrupt like it was a weird crazy hard ass time um but i it was it felt part of the process i know that sounds weird and maybe that's me just looking back on it or whatever but like a difficult like things have been pretty smooth for me other than my own bullshit of getting arrested for being a wild drunk or picking my own problems so like up until that point man i was having this amazing life of being a celebrity pre-social media in Orlando. Right. Like, and then I fucked it up because I, I, you know, I was wild. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and I drank a lot. And then, so, yeah, it's a gut check. Um, I had good people that believed in me. Had a lot of people that still believed in me. Uh, I, I believed in myself. I had to sell slicers. I had to uh, uh, be a waiter. I had to sell timeshares, but I never gave up acting. And that's the difference. The difference is when life hits you, how much do you really love your passion? For me, it was a non-negotiable. I'm always going to be an actor and everything associated with that. So I'll figure out ways. And that's what would happen. I would book a big gig and then that would be a nice paying gig and I could move forward with that. But it was all faith. Uh, I was uh, and and really a big belief in myself and and catching a break here and there until finally they all kind of all the breaks kind of caught up and all hit at the right time. So um, 
So it makes any difficulty now, and there's still difficulties now, I would love to say, like, I'm rich as hell and I have no problem. But <laughs> that ain't the case. Um, and, um, and just developing this, uh, the more controllable world that I can. Because right. a lot of the stuff I do, I can't control. So. Right. Yeah, it was it was it was so great the first time I heard you back with the monsters because I had kind of gone away uh, listening to other stuff uh, for no particular reason and then came back and I was like, oh my gosh, Carlos! I wonder if that's Blackbeard. I'm listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, they brought Carlos back. It was so great and and it, it as much as I loved the character Blackbeard, I loved the Mister Positivity to the top because nice, it's man. it's a different side of you and it's a genuine side and it's uh. You know, as we get older, you know, now you're a parent, you're, you're a husband, you know, all that crap that you did in the past, you know, you don't drink anymore. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's inspiring. Now, I don't know that Thank I you. could cut out the drinking, but, you know, it, it's just... Uh, <laughs> not everybody has to. Hey, not right. everybody has to. I'd still drink if I could, I'll tell you that. So, um, so, so you're back. Hey, tell me about the phone call when, uh, when you get called to be on The Walking Dead, because you had a pretty large part on The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Real quick to, to end the, the radio kind of antidote to it all, like, I always felt like that first half of the radio career, like, I did it indiscriminately. I had fun. I, I created some fun stuff, but I did it without thinking. I wasn't like, I didn't have a, and, and I was in my 20s, man. Like, it's, you're not going to be, have everything laid out. But I, and I never planned on being back in the radio. That's why I can ne never count anything out, right? Because, like, it was always in the back of my mind. And then I said, but if I do, I'm going to come back with a purpose. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I do, but I'm going to come back with a message. And John Tesh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of John yeah. Tesh. He does his radio show sometimes. And he would do these little, like in between the breaks, he'd have like these little knowledge things. And I always thought it was because I'd be driving home from like a late night serving gig mm -hmm. and John Tesh would be on. And I was like, you know what? I like that. He kind of gives a little, he's not just talking some bullshit. He's actually giving me some knowledge, you know? And so I was like, oh, well, I'm already doing that on social media. Yeah, if I ever came back, I would do to the top or something like that. But and and that's what ended up happening. And now that itself, the per what I, what I call the personal development side, is a huge part of what I do. I feel like all that stuff that I talked about allows me to to talk to people who are going through it, who are who are suffering, who are who have who are dr dreaming of bigger aspirations, who have passions like broadcasting, but still got to have that job to pay the bills. Like, I think that is like me to an, to a T and I hope I can, I hope I can give a lot of inspiration because I, I, I genuinely feel everybody should seek out and really fulfill their passion. That doesn't mean if you're going to be a, a podcaster that you have to have the Joe Rogan podcast. It can mean, Hey, look at us. We got a podcast coming out every week. We're doing it. All these other assholes are talking about it, but we're sitting here and we're doing it and it fulfills you and it actually makes you better at your other job. You know, because you're like, oh, I'm not fretting all oh, only if. It's like, yeah, I'm actually doing it, you know. So I think that's part of what I do. And then to get to your question, the phone call was a great one of, one of the greatest moments ever. One of the greatest. During that time period, I had five years of auditioning to be on The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. Five oh, wow. years. Okay. And. And I know some people will be like, why the hell did you keep trying that long? <laughs> you know, but the acting game works like this. It's like you get an audition. Your agent says, hey, they want to see you. You audition. That's how it goes. Right. And so right. And I can remember this. It was like a year after being fired from the radio station. I got my first Walking Dead audition. Oh, and I was like, baby, 
if we book this, our life changes. <laughs> we had a little baby, you know, and we just moved into this house. We had like no money, but I was like, but I feel good about this. I feel good about this role, you know, and this was, you know, fast forward five years later, my daughter's now five years old. Okay, <laughs> At this point, I'd seen, they'd seen me for so many different characters. And then I watched the character on the show because I'll tell you, it was my favorite show. Imagine like your favorite show and you get like, Scott, you lived it. Your favorite radio show was the monsters. You got to go in and you yep. did the black bean, right? Right. So imagine your favorite show. And like you keep, they keep, they keep, come over, come over, come over. Just about to walk in. Get the fuck out of here. We don't want your ass. Uh, that was it for five years, right? But I never gave up because I was like, fuck it. What do I got to lose? You know? And so I'd watch the show. And I'd be like, oh, good. He doesn't look anything like me. Or like, you know, like, oh, right, he played right. it. When they went, to, I never watched one time. And if you watch the show, maybe you'd remember it was like a guy who was working for Negan and he was kind of kidnapped Daryl and he tortured him for a while. Anyway, sure. he was really good. And I was like, okay, maybe he just beat me. You know, like, I was just like, <laughs> but the rest of the time it'd be like, you know, an Indian dude, a black dude, a woman, all these other, like, okay, they went a different route, whatever. Right. So five years down the road, at this point, I would get the audition and I would do it. But it wasn't like I'd run to Megan and be like, if we get this audition, she was like, shut up. We're the walking dead already. She's like, you're not this girl, you know? Even my daughter's like, shut up, dad. You're never going to. No, she didn't say that. But, um, so I take a nap because I did the radio show. Of course, I got a nap. I wake up early and I get a text out of the blue from my agent. My agent's like, Carlos, check your email. And I'm like, all right. What is it? And it says, the produce Scott Gimmel, the producer of The Walking Dead, would like to see you. Now, that's not what normally happens with auditions, okay? Normally, an audition you get from your agent, it's from casting, they have a breakdown, there's all this. God, this was a straight email from The Walking Dead executive, and I was like, what? I was like, what the F is this? And I called up my agent, I was like, have you ever seen this before? And she's like, no, and she'd booked people before on their show. I was like, okay. And she's like, um... They asked me, are you, are you good with motorcycles? I was like, yeah, I'm really good with the motorcycle. And she's like, are you really? I was like, no, I've never ridden one, but I, I, will, I will take <laughs> so By the time I show up, I will be a Harley Davidson. And she's like, all right. She sent me two auditions. She's like, all right, they're waiting for these. I go and I, like, imagine doing the auditions. You're like, oh, shit, this, this, this is the pressure of acting. It's not the acting part. The acting part's fun. Entertainment is like this. You have few opportunities to really raise your game and be noticed. At the right time, at the right place, sometimes you don't know. Every now and then you know it. This was one of those situations where they, I knew, hey, don't fuck it up. So I did my thing. I get nothing back. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? This is unbelievable. What a tease. And another day passes and my is like, hey, hey, do you know how to ride horses? <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think, what? I was like, I'm a great, I know I'm going to quit. And she's like, no, for real, do you? I was like, no, I never ridden a horse. I was like, <laughs> Hang up, go home, get a call later. Carlos, you need to be in Georgia. And, and by tomorrow, by three, you're the, you booked a role. It's recurring. You're going to be gone for three months. I can't tell you anything other than the name of your role rhymes with your name. Get on the road. Click. <laughs> like that. And I was like, what? They sent over the script. My name was Alvaro because they named it after Navarro. Okay. Oh, nice. Yes. And then uh, and then I they sent the script and I'm reading the script. I'm reading the script. I'm reading the script. I'm like, 
I don't die. I don't die. I'm alive. I'm alive. (laughs) And I had read the comic because this is where the whole shit pays off, right? Like, I had actively been writing in a notebook and reading comics and going, I will be on The Walking Dead. I am on The Walking Dead. I will meet Andrew Lincoln. And I would read and I would say, oh, yeah, that's my part. And it's crazy. You look at it. I look like a fucking madman. And then here I am meeting Andrew Lincoln, playing the part of the kingdom. It's like if people really, if everybody really believed in themselves and really believed in the powers of affirmation and manifestation and visualization, the world would look like an entirely different place. But too many people choose to really have those limiting beliefs. And thankfully, my crazy ass had lost it all. So I had nothing to lose. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll just say I'll be on The Walking Dead. And you had such a cool role, too, because uh, yeah. you know, when, when, the, when, the, when the King's army got ambushed, uh, everybody was dead. And, uh, and I, I, I had pretty much written you off. I was like, Carlos is dead. This is a sad day. And then King Ezekiel's about to get it. And here comes Carlos to the rescue, saving Ezekiel's life, and then gets it in the back. It's crazy, dude. Thank you. I was, uh, you know, it was a, it's always fun to be able to just be like, as an actor... As a broadcaster, as a as as an artist, you want to be able to have something where you can randomly talk to somebody, and be like, "Hey, you ever see that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's me. You know, whatever." Yeah. And thankfully, like you know, I've gotten a lot of those moments, and that was one of them. I can always go back to that moment, and and the, and and just The Walking Dead was two seasons. I know nine episodes. The the producers were so kind, and and to 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 a little note on that, you know, it's fifth, it's it was like fifteen auditions. It was five years. In my mind, if I had thought they hated me, for real, you know, I was kidding around thinking that, I would have probably quit because I'd have been like, you know, what I got in my head, screw them. Uh, they should book me by now. They know what I can do. I booked other stuff. Blah blah. They're messing with me. And then I meet, I meet, you know, Scott Gimble at the rap party. And, and the second I meet him, he, he, I'm like, I, I walked up to him like this. I was like, oh, that's Scott. That's the big guy. I'm going to walk up to him and be like, hi, my name is Carlos. I play, oh, I play Alvaro from the kingdom. It was nice to meet you. You know, like, you know. Explain and the producer. so I was with Kari, actually, who plays King Ezekiel. And he's like, Carlos, he's right there. Go say hi to him. I was like, you get right here. Okay, bye. You know? And I'm like, I, I walk up. I'm like, and I hadn't met him the whole season long. So I was like, hey, Scott, what's going on? He goes, who dares trespass on the sovereign land of the... I'm like, he starts reciting my lines. And I'm like... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, Carlos, thank you so much for what you did. We were waiting for the right part for you. And you just nailed oh. that you were... We needed somebody strong oh, and, and really... And, and, and I'm like... And that's when I actually found out that they named the part Alvaro after Navarro. That's so and, um, and you're like, I'm not crying. You're so crying. Fun. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was so kind. He was so sweet. When I died, he called me. And he said, Carlos, man, we kept his <laughs> such an odd so weird, right? It's so weird to think, but <laughs> it's true. You know, he's kind. He'll call certain people. And I remember, you know, I knew it was coming. I knew, like, look, you don't live long on The Walking Dead, unless you're Daryl or somebody like that, right. you know. And so he was very kind and very sweet. And, and, and I knew it was, he's like, Boy, no, it said Burbank, California. And I was like, and I picked up immediately because I knew it was him. And it's like, normally people don't pick up when they think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just very sweet. And I, and I feel honored. Like a legendary show to be a part of it is like, it's like, thank you, Lord. Thank That's you, universe. So cool. And look, as much as I enjoyed you in Hawkeye and The Walking Dead, my favorite role 
is uh, Lewis, the gas station attendant in Identity Theft. Uh, Thanks, man. I, I, I remember watching that movie the first time, and I didn't know you were in that. And I was on a plane, and uh, I don't remember where we're flying, but your scene comes up. And when you do the line, oh, Sandy? Mira, I... Sandy, mira, que eso es algo de un Sandy. Es un hombre, un mujer, ¿qué pasa con esto? Que, oh, Sandy, Sandy, pay your bills. Okay, look, pay your bills. You got your, you pay your bills. Don't get on this plane. Yeah, man. I yeah, lost man. my mind on the airplane. Oh, my wife's man, like, what are you laughing? You. I was like, that's Carlos. I think we all have it. So, um... During uh, like lockdown, I ended up actually getting COVID for a little while, and so I was like, "Who didn't?" Uh, right. Um, <laughs> so I was like in bed, just like chugging Nyquil, basically. And I started the HBO series The Outsider, and oh. I thought that I was hallucinating <laughs> because yeah, I was like, "I swear, I know that guy." And then I was like, "It's Carlos." <sighs> Slept for like three more days and then woke up and I was like, did I dream that or is that real? I had to like Google it. And then I realized it wasn't. I was like, I know him. I know Mary, him. I'm telling you, I, 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 I sit back sometimes and I go like, you know, um, I've been a part of some really amazing projects with amazing actors, Ben Mendelsohn and, and Jason Bateman and, and the list goes on, Jeremy Renner and Kate. It just goes on and on. And as a fan, you know, um, of these people. It doesn't it, it doesn't get lost on me, you know. It definitely yeah. does not get lost on me. I uh, I absolutely uh, really am grateful for all these moments and and anytime somebody can say, especially with like Identity Thief, because of um, it's a, such a fun movie, you know. Like mm-hmm. Bloodlines, like I sometimes play some really rough characters, you know. So um, Identity Thief, I just did an appearance a couple weeks ago, and this lady came in and. She had all this identity thief stuff that she's like, when I'm down, that's my movie. Her name is Katie. Because it's like when, especially when people come in, a lot for Marvel, a lot for Walking Dead and different things, radio, of course. And and when she was just like, she was so, it was in Titusville of all places, like, you know, this kind of small city. And she's like, when I found out Lise was going to be here, because it just put the biggest smile on her face. And that movie is, will always be when my acting career really took off, when really got to a level where I was like, hey, no, I got that. I got the, I got the scene in Identity Thief, you know, and, and it was successful. I was selling slicers at the time to get back to the whole, you know, uh, I was selling slicers. I was on my way to some city wearing a fake chef outfit with, with vegetables in the back. And my <laughs> agent calls me. It's like, Carlos, you booked the movie, which, and it wasn't Identity Thief. It was the movie with Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy. I was like, ah! <laughs> wait, wait, you got you got you got to breeze over this real quick. So you were selling slices. So you're like Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness. Yes. When he's trying to sell his uh, <laughs> his machines. So that's you. Yeah, pursuing yeah. your dream. I was driving because I just I had my daughter, and I needed some type of job that could that could help pay. And, and I think that time I could, I could get insurance from it. And so it was always uh-huh. like that. It was always like, what what do I have to do? That I like, you know, because all these jobs I took on, I never hated. I was never like, ah, did it suck to dress up like a fake chef and sell slicers in a Sears in Cocoa Beach? Yes. But you know what? To me, it was better than like sitting in some cubicle, like inputting some shit. I don't know. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I'm stinking like bad vegetables because I also have to carry the vegetables with me wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't matter. I, I was actually in a Chick-fil-A line because I was like, I would leave early. And I remember that. Moment. I clearly remember that moment. My agent was so happy for me. And uh, she's I'm still friends with her to this day. She's not my current agent, but shout out to Tracy. She was so happy for me. She knew exactly where we actually. <laughs> 
to, I didn't have the money to get to the, to the table read. I didn't have the money to get to the callback for the part. And so my agent, I had like 60 bucks and then I was going to get paid. And then they were like, hey, they really want to see you. Can you be in Georgia tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, shit, that's like $60 in gas alone, you know. But I talked to my mother-in-law and I talked to my agent. I was like, oh, you know what? I can actually do it. I can do it. And thankfully I did, you know. It's just one of those things, how bad you want it. And, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, are we allowed to ask who your favorite Avenger is? Are we allowed to do that? Because oh. yes, these are, are the tough questions we're asking. These are tough. This one's tough. My favorite Avenger... Probably Vision at this point. Like, oh, I, yeah. yeah. I'm also a big Ant-Man fan because he's kind of in the quasi event. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't get the full title. He just would show up. Mm-hmm. But um, my daughter can get real nitty gritty with it. She's like a very like indie track. You know, she loves Iron Man. That's her end all be all. You know, who okay. doesn't? Good answer. Yeah. But um, she'll get like real like she's very into Guardians. You know, she's okay. like, yeah, it's a movie. It's probably the best Marvel. We're not talking full, full Avengers. She's like, Guardians 2 probably hits that spot. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's fully, fully into it. We're not, we're in Moon Knight. We're like uh, uh, episode three of Moon Knight right now. So mm-hmm. and digging that. Um, how I have a really oh. easy question for you really quickly. Now, Mary's got, that. Mary has to get to this. I know where she's going. Uh-oh. You got to oh, uh-oh. How excited are you for Daddy Strange's movie? I mean, uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Whoa, I think you just had a Freudian slip there, Daddy Look, Strange. I, um, I, think... <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. I'm I can a big see fan. Daddy Strange. Uh, I can see that. <laughs> um, so what Mary hasn't gotten to is, is there <laughs> any way <laughs> through Jeremy Renner, maybe you could arrange an introduction a... <laughs> with Daddy Strange? <laughs> Daddy. Hey, uh, Benedict, I got a, I got a girl married. She calls you Daddy Strange, if you know what I'm saying, you know? Um, yeah. I'll try and introduce you guys, but yeah, um, I am super excited I'm about so Doctor Strange. Oh, my God. I think, i tell you this. I straight up told the producers, <laughs> Kevin, Feige, and Trent, all them, I was like, I didn't think y'all could do it. I was like, I thought y'all were done with Endgame. And I remember looking at you guys saying, and then 2022, and then 20. And I told them, I was like, I was like, these people are crazy. Nobody does this. Nobody connects these movies. Nobody had done anything like this. And they didn't even realize what an amazing thing they were doing. So they were laughing about it and stuff. But I'm just, I, I love the whole connectivity of it all. I love what it's going to bring in this next phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have believed it because I really didn't know that much about it. They did. They knew the whole time. They're like, we haven't even introduced the multiverse yet. (laughs) 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 So, you know, once you got that, you can bring in anything, you know, you can Mm -hmm. do anything. Yeah. Chris, you had another, you had a question for Carlos. Yeah. Really easy question for you. Um, is Kingpin dead? Yes. 100%. I can say that. Oh, wow. (laughs) Confirmed. Wow. I thought you were going to dance around that. Let me tell you how much I knew about Kingpin. I didn't know Kingpin was in it when I was shooting it. Really? really? No. At the end, it said, uh, Big Bad comes in at the end. And not oh, everybody got wow. the scripts. Now, Fra, who played Kazi on the show, we all stayed together. We hung together. This was the peak of COVID, right? So we were in New York City. Nobody was. It was like a zombie. It was like a literal zombie movie, like a what if zombie version. And, um, and so a very odd times, so we were very, very close and it, and it ended up paying off on the, on the show because you could tell we had good chemistry, but, um, we'd get caught, we'd get, uh, uh, Frost scripts and we'd be like, read them all. 
where's my part? Where's my part? Uh, and uh, and actually, as a fan, I didn't want to. I didn't want to know all of because as an actor and the the character you play, right? Enrique, listen, bro. Okay, like I need to know where's K Bishop, bro. And then we kill it, bro. Because I don't. Then we party, bro. You want? Hey, listen, bro. You, you know, like I don't need to know all the ins and outs of the story. It actually takes away from my character. I'm not trying to give Enrique, nor is uh, Piotr trying to give Tomas or Ivan like a very intellectual take on things. Because we happen to be chasing a young lady in tight spandex for you know days on end with no real regard to life or or public safety. So. Um, you know, you gotta just play. You gotta play the comic character. <laughs> What's your favorite role that you've played? Uh, now, definitely Enrique. Gotcha. Yeah, just Enrique with the tracksuit mafia. I always wanted to have, and I and I'm not saying, look, I know I'm not Tony Soprano. I know, but like a role, like an like something iconic, something that I like to my dying day. I always be able to be like tracksuit mafia. You know, bro. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I want to yeah. be able to be like 70 years old, and somebody would come up and be like, bro, and I'll be like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted that. Some people, I guess, wouldn't want that or whatever. And it's kind of, I mean, I love mafia movies in general. That's like my favorite. And um, being a Pacino, like mentor, like, you know, studying his stuff. And I always thought I would be in some mafia movie, you know, doing the thing. And I definitely have played a gangster in those regards. But, like, I didn't think it would be the tracksuit mafia, you know. So uh, it all works out because it actually was much more me than 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 anything else you know we have we have a question from a listener real quick um this is from remy from remy's roundtable do you have the tracksuit from hawkeye man pains me to say no pains oh. me to say no i'll tell you why when we were done shooting the wardrobe uh uh head was like i'm gonna get you one carlos you know whatever they were specifically fit for us and then uh come back and get them during reshoots well we everything we pretty they pretty much used everything that we had and so we didn't have to go back and do a bunch of reshoots and so i didn't get it and it pains me but i do a lot of work i end up working in atlanta a lot i feel like I, i'm booking gigs now where they want me in the tracksuit like me and alex like to like vip i'm like yeah i'll dress up what do you know i used to dress up like a chef i used to dress up like a chef at, <laughs> at sears okay throw the tracksuit on <laughs> so oh, that's yeah so uh i'll get one i'll get something similar i guess a spirit Halloween. Exactly. I, 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 it's a pretty easy cosplay. So, um, you know, I've already seen a lot of them. And it is crazy because I've seen Kingdom cosplay and I've seen Tracksuit. I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful for the fandom. Uh, we didn't even get into your uh, your appearances at uh, Comic-Con and Megacon and how cool that is. That's Insane, man. I mean, Scott, think, like, you guys all just heard what, what I used to do. And, 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 I, and I definitely am not saying these things as if it's beneath me. It's just like, you know, like you in that moment when you're like really trying to get that next step, that next level up and you're in the thick of it, you know, um, you think, oh, well, how does this how does this fit in the grand scheme of thing? And it's like, oh, actually, this time here is going to make you so grateful later on when people are coming to you and. You know, I was driving to Titusville. I remember driving. I had an appearance in Titusville where people come by and Walking Dead or radio or video, whatever. And I and, and I love it because um, people take time out of their day to 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 stop by, say hello, pay for an. I mean, it's insane. So I'm grateful for it, and it's just a, it's an awesome feeling. So I'm just going to continue to try and put out good 
good stuff out there into the world and put that message out, man. You know, like life is life is uh, too short to, to kind of sit back on that passion. You know, you got to tap into it. Awesome. Hey, it's Alex from Diz His. You know me, you know Joe, you definitely know Chris, and you know Jen. Well, we're the host of Diz His, the Disney History Podcast. Every week we take one Disney subject and go over the history, as well as our insight on the subject. We talk about other Disney topics, as well as what's new in the news. You can find us on all podcast platforms, or go to our website, dizhiz.com. That's D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. And we're on all social media at DizHiz65. Chris, what do you got going on on DizHiz this week? This week, we are breaking down Century. I just made a popping sound with my mouth, insinuating that, they, <laughs> that this week's episode will be on Pop Century, which is actually a really cool hotel. I really like the cheesy, uh, very themed hotels. Hot take, mm-hmm. I'd rather stay at Pop Century than a, than a place like the Polynesian. Wow. And we'll break that down. That, yeah, we'll break. That's that one down. of those value value hotels, right? It is. So, yeah, Mary, you know Pop Century very well, right? No, why would I know that? I did. I miss a joke. I wasn't yeah. paying attention. I was. I wasn't. No, I was Scott gone. just called you broke. Down. It's okay. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. it. I'm referencing on when we did Diz His, and I said most of the parents that let their kids ride Alien Encounter are probably staying at the value hotels. <laughs> Look, I didn't say that I let my children write Alien Encounter. I said I and I'm loved not calling it. you. I'm not calling you broke. I'm saying, never mind. Yeah, the best jokes are the ones that you have to explain. Yeah, totally. Pop Century this week. Pop Century, check <laughs> yeah, them back out. Yeah, what uh, you're saying. God. Yeah, if you'd like to connect with Diz His, uh, Diz His 65 on all social media, check out their website, DizHis.com. Their episodes release every Tuesday morning. Carlos, thank you so much for uh, for taking time out of your evening. I know you got to be up super early in the morning. We appreciate you coming on and uh, being so transparent. We learned a lot about you that I didn't even know as a super fan of yours. So thank well, you. Thank you for having me, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk again soon. I, I really want to, you know, hear your in- outro. Okay. All right. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Well, that's going to do it for us for tonight. As always, if you'd like to connect with us on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter. Uh, check out our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. Check out our sweet merchandise. Join our Patreon. Very important. It is that time, orlandoweekly.com. Best of Orlando competition. Please go under the category local notables. Best local podcast right in, no new friends podcast. We would love to be a finalist again this year. If you listen to us on Apple, we need that rating. We need that five-star review on Spotify. Check out that poll. Answer the question. We'd love to hear your feedback. My name is Scott. On behalf of Mary, Chris, our guest, Carlos, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.